Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to episode 68 of the Business Breakthrough Podcast. I have got with us today, Dane Shuda. Dane, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be on. I'm excited to talk to you. So guys, Dane's got a cool business. They do ghost blogging for people and they've got 60 freelance writers all across the world. Um, Dane himself is based out of Wisconsin, born and raised. And he kind of realized at a young age that business was something he was really interested in. Went the traditional route, college, job, and all that stuff. But when he stumbled into blogging and freelancing and then the agency world, he went all in since 2012. This is what he's been doing full time. And now they are quite quite the growth. So Dane, excited to learn more about this. Yeah, I'm excited to share the story. It's, uh, it's kind of unique, I guess, just in the way it came about. But uh, yeah, excited to be on. Amazing. So I do want to hear about that journey. Before I do, I'd love for you to just give us a couple tidbits. Like, what are the key benefits from ghost blogging? Like, just dive us like straight in first so that people know a little bit more like, what is this thing? What does it do? And then let's hear a little more how you got there. Sure. So um, I guess blogging has probably been around, I, I kind of, I'm sure it's been around a long time, but I, it kind of around the middle, early 2000s is kind of when it seemed to start gaining traction and business started doing it to um, ideally kind of answer the questions that people are searching for online and um, a lot of the companies that I have now run into understand that a blog can help help them help their target audience earn kind of attention for their brand Um, but a lot of people I've found don't like writing or they start a blog and struggle to keep up with it it's it's usually more work than than uh, marketers assume it is Um, kind of like maybe writing a novel, a lot of people have the dream to do it, but it's a lot of work. And so that's kind of just the need that we have filled is um, there's uh, a lot of people that do enjoy blogging and are curious to learn about a lot of different industries and will work with a small business owner or a small business manager or team and kind of learn as much as they can and then provide kind of ongoing blogging. So, So that's kind of the need that we fill. I love that. And guys, just for anyone who doesn't know, blog is just short for weblog, right? That's really all yep. it is. Yep. It's an online diary. And, and yep. a lot of the original blogs were exactly that. They were online diaries. And then like most things, companies and marketing takes it over yep. um, and turns it into something um, business-wise. So do you guys also do the SEO of it or do you just do you know, content in terms of answering questions or do you also do things in order to get you know, SEO again, search engine optimization for the uninitiated um, to get what we call organic traffic to the sites. Yep. That, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the main or the main goal that we always focus on. We kind of approach it um, in terms of SEO. We, so we do look at kind of Google's strategy and just try to align with it. So Google says, that they're trying to give people the best answers to the questions they're searching for. So that's kind of where we approach it from. So we, when we look for questions people are asking, we do look at keywords 
and keyword research, but um, we also look at other question sources, whether it's uh, forums or social media or other blog comment sections. And we kind of approach from that. We do optimize the, like, the posts and usually it's WordPress, so the title, the heading and, and that type of thing. Uh, including external that. internal links. So, so yeah, all that's kind of included, but we don't try to, the SEO world has been tricky in the past where you don't want to kind of chase something where you feel like you're uh, doing something specifically for Google. We, we try to focus on keeping it simple, writing a post that's useful, and, and that's kind of served us well over the last 10, 10 years or so. I love that. Uh, and again, I like to translate because not everyone knows all the technology. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, you know, they're just going to go write a blog, right? And a lot of people even say, I've had people actually come to me and say, you know, I don't want to work so hard. I think I'll just, you know, a couple hours a week, I'll sell some stuff on Amazon or become a blogger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think, I think there's kind of this impression out there, like there's an easy job. A couple hours mm -hmm. a week, I'll just throw some stuff up on Amazon. I'll just write some stuff on a, <laughs> on a blog on my site and like, poof, bunch of money. <laughs> um, and, it, and it is a lot more complex than that. Helen Dane has an entire company, <laughs> 10 years dedicated to it. And, and I, I, we will go back more into this, but just some of these moving parts, right? Understanding what we call keyword strategy, right? Mm -hmm. What we use is to track the best information sources. Um, understanding the SEO, the technicalities of how titles and headings should be worded, and then a content strategy. What actually is the stuff that should be going in here? It's not just the stuff that's in your head that you want to spit out. Yep. <laughs> we work backwards. I love that. So we're definitely going to get more into that soon. So tell me a little bit more like, you know, you started the standard route. What kind of a job did you have that then you found blogging and, and how did you then make that jump? Yeah. So um, I went to college for, it was business management. So but I was actually in like a small entrepreneur focused program uh, my senior year of college and graduated, didn't really know what to do as far as my own business, kind of stumbled into a job in the catalog world where I was kind of in charge of sending catalogs. It was a women's footwear catalog company and they had kind of eight different brands and I learned about catalog circulation and uh, at that time it was 2007 2008 so they had websites um, they were looking to kind of improve the online marketing and they had been doing a lot of stuff already and I so I was kind of learning the traditional marketing world and kind of the new digital online marketing world and and got into learning about social media marketing uh, a little bit of pay-per-click uh, social media was starting and, and SEO and from there got into blogging and started just kind of doing it as a hobby. Um, then I was asked by a small business owner that I kind of knew through my network, like a connection of a connection. And they asked if I wanted to write a weekly blog for their website. I started doing that on the side and then I got, I found a couple more, I think through Twitter and it, it just kind of grew from there, but was not anything planned. And, and I, I loved my job in the catalog world. It, it, uh, it was, it kind of fits all the things I was interested in. And, uh, but after a few years, I, I, I thought I saw enough potential with the blogging to kind of give it a full go while I was still in my twenties and didn't really have much to lose. So. I love that. So I'm going to be like, 
not harsh, but possibly for a minute, a sure. lot of people invest a ton of energy into marketing activities that are useless and that don't generate mm -hmm. anything. And blogging is one of the worst culprits mm -hmm. <laughs> because it, it takes a tremendous amount of time, energy and investment to go into it. And it very often doesn't produce many, if any, results and I, you know i'm on this quest with my like truthful marketing and my course like you never yep. was again to kind of teach everyone that so i'm, I'm going to pick on you for a second because i believe you can defend it and, and show where it can and where it can't work how how did you even in the early days you know make that not wasteful for the clients like it sounds like you didn't know very much about it so they're like and, and this is such a typical small business owner thing hey mm -hmm. guy that i see around know from down the block met one time or know for many years you uh -huh. look like a writer. You did some blogging. Can you write a blog for my business? Guy says, sure, no problem. Business owner pays a bunch of money, zero results. Like that obviously wasn't your journey because you wouldn't be here if it was. What did you do different? What is the difference? What do people need to know? So, uh, so it was, it was 2009, late 2008, I started blogging. I wrote one post every day for a year, uh, maybe a little over a year before I started writing where someone was paying me before I even thought about it. So I learned a lot about what people were searching for, what people were clicking on. At that time, Twitter was pretty new and there was, there was a lot of engagement and kind of in the blogging world. So you could kind of see the type of posts people were interested in. And then when that business owner reached out to me, so I had about a year of experience of blogging every day and when that business owner came to me, I kind of understood it wasn't like you said earlier, it wasn't about blogging about yourself or just random thoughts. It was trying to find what people in terms of that small business, what people were searching for. And that's, so that was a big focus. So then was able to have some success with that, with that business owner. And then a second one came on board and they had an audience that was pretty established as far as an email newsletter. And so we, so they weren't too focused early on about the SEO side of it. Cause that takes some time, but we would send the blog posts to their subscribers and uh, would be able to see what they were interested in and uh, which posted better. And so it, it kind of grew slowly. Um, it had definitely ran into a lot of business owners that expected the SEO thing to turn on within a month, three months, six months. And over the years, I've gotten better at saying just upfront, you right on our website, that's not the case. If you're looking for that, there's other places to spend your money. This is kind of a long, this is definitely a long-term strategy. If you're willing to kind of commit for two, three plus years, at least. Um, so so, yeah, so is that really what it is? Like, will they see any results? So then again, immediate for sure, no. But I would like to think that three months, if they don't see anything in three months, then how is it even worth it? It depends on the business. If it's a brand new company, small business especially, Google just, it's going to take a while for Google to trust that this brand new brand that they don't know anything about that a lot of people don't know about. They're not going to rank blog posts, um, especially today. It was a little different 10 years ago, but especially today, it just takes a while. If an established brand comes to us and they've had a website for several years, they have followers on the social media channels, 
the blog post can start in three to, about three to six months generating some long term or long tail keyword traffic and they can share it on their social channels get traffic that they're looking for so it does depend brand new businesses take a while the more established companies can can definitely see some benefit okay i like that and again we have a lot of tech terms here so i'll keep translating because not everyone in the audience is as digital marketing savvy so guys you know long tail and short tail keywords a short tail keyword yeah, so Dan, give us some examples just so people start to understand. Like, yep. And again, so many of this is such a black box, and this is why so many people fail and waste their money and their time yep. trying to do it themselves. They have no idea what they're even missing. Yep, so say you, uh, say you sell baseballs. The term baseball would be a general keyword. Um, the, a term like what are the laces in a baseball made out of is, is long tail, where not as many people are searching for it, but... It's a question that people are asking. Um, maybe not a lot of people, but you can still write a blog post that answers that question, helps a few people if you do that several times and maybe find a few keywords that are long tail, but a lot of people still are asking that question. You can help a lot of people. It raises the profile of your brand and you, you typically over time start to rank for those more general that awesome. are and, more, and again, more let's popular. talk about rank right so organic search which everyone's like oh organic you yep. know most people pay for organic stuff today because you're either paying google um for yep. paid or you're paying someone like dane and his company or somebody else yep. to do the work because it's not just the writing it's the research and what to write about and how to write it so can you give us an example um let's say someone wanted to rank in baseball. And again, guys, mm-hmm. like from a marketing perspective, you better be selling something related to baseball yep. to do this yep. or you're wasting all your time and energy. Yep. Um, unless you're some baseball nonprofit, in which case someone's paying you to do this from a different end. But so they want to rank for what it laces in a baseball and maybe it's that, you know, they're targeting different um, baseball manufacturers, suppliers, um, companies, they're selling the balls, they're selling the materials, they're selling classes, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. again, related, what would the research process be to figure out and then what would be the creation process to reach whatever goal you have sure so let's say let's say it's a company that sells baseballs to like high very specifically they sell baseballs to practice baseballs to high schools with baseball teams Love so it. so they would be searching for or they would be focused on the audience probably the high school baseball coach or maybe their assistant who's in charge of buying the supplies. So those coaches are probably searching for things like tips or drills or coaching tips that they can work with with their players or maybe scheduling tips for practices. So you would kind of set aside the sales terms like buy baseballs or buy baseballs for my team or, or things like that. That's kind of what your homepage and your product pages should rank for your blog posts is more kind of just the not random questions, but the, the, the more like tip based questions and things like that. So we would research baseball forums, baseball blogs, and look for common questions that are coming up. Try to see if we could identify coaches that are using those platforms, leaving comments on blogs, um, see what they're asking. And that's kind of how we generate our titles and then we try to answer as many of those questions as we can. And then uh, we 
pay attention to the traffic to each one of those posts, but then we would also pay attention uh, to the, how the homepage is doing for the terms like buy baseballs for a high school team or, or whatever it might be. So why so does that, that matter? I get the other part. Why does the homepage ranking matter? So you get indirect traffic as a result of a blogging strategy. So if, uh, if Google sees that you have all these helpful posts, they say, okay, this brand is, we see all these signs that people like this brand. They trust this brand. Um, it looks like they sell baseballs. If someone is searching to buy baseballs, we're going to, we're going to rank this company's homepage because they sell baseballs. So you, and then, so you kind of get indirect benefit from a blog. It, it doesn't happen very often where someone will search for a term like, uh, how do I coach a high school baseball team? Click on a blog happen to see that you sell baseballs and then buy baseballs. It doesn't really happen like that. Um, but a blog can benefit your entire website by lift, by increasing your brand awareness and trustworthiness. And then when people are in buying mode and searching for those buying terms, they come to your homepage. That's very cool. I like that. And have you seen that work? Have you seen that you could take a page and give them organic, like one first page ranking? Cause guys, anyone who doesn't already know this, um, if you're not on the first page, you may as well not yes. exist. <laughs> yep. And we do it for our own brand. So, I mean, we've been blogging for several years now, but, uh, our homepage ranks pretty well for terms like blogging services, blog writers, blog writing services. And we don't write a lot of posts like for those terms specifically. We focus on all the other things. Um, but over time, our brand has become trusted um, because of all kinds of different signals. So, so yeah, we've done it for ourselves, and, and we've helped other companies that maybe they ranked on page two or three for an important important sales term after one or two years of blogging, they see that it, it increases. I like that a lot. And I love the clarity that this is really a long-term thing. Um, I think so many people, yeah, everyone's looking for that quick fix, right? And, and there aren't yeah. any, <laughs> any kind of quick fix. I, I like to say it's like a microwave. Yeah. So yeah. microwave will heat up your food fast, but it's yes. going to be cold fast too. Easy <laughs> come, easy go. Better eat it right now. Exactly. So and that, was, that was very true in, in, uh, in the SEO world. And it, it still is on occasion, but uh, there used to be like link building schemes and you could yeah, really crash your, the whole yeah. thing. And then, then everything would crash where if you, if you kind of take the long-term approach, it, it comes a little bit slower, but it doesn't go away unless something I don't even know what would happen, but, uh, but yeah, it's built on solid content. And, yes. and I think that's so important. You know, people talk about content strategy, right? It's all about what do the people want and mm -hmm. something like this, when you're on a digital content strategy, you do have to add the layers of keywords. What are people looking mm -hmm. for? But mm -hmm. I love this under, I had never thought about it like this, that, that it's true that no one's coming to read your blog and then buy your thing. Yeah. If you've got a solid sales strategy and sales page, Google will like you more because people are generally coming to your site, staying longer, clicking on more things, hanging mm -hmm. out. It's like, oh, people like this thing. And it's mm -hmm. all algorithm-based. Like there's no guy or million guys sitting in offices somewhere going, this site, yes, this site, no. It's all algorithm-based. But again, time spent, who's going there, like all mm -hmm. of that matters. And so I like that a lot. Okay, cool. That is very cool. So what about people who blog as a business model. And again, your business model is blogging for businesses. What about people who blog because 
again, for ad traffic, for um, mm -hmm. brand marketers, like how does that differ from the kind of stuff you do? Or do you do that also for people? I, I used to, so I used to have, uh, I would say for, for the ghost blog writer's perspective, we don't really do that for, I would say it's, it's, it's probably less than 5% of our clients kind of have a blog where it's ad-based or affiliate-based. It's mostly businesses that sell a product. Um, I, have exp I have had my own personal blogs in the past where I would write. So one was kind of, it was a country music website or blog where I would review new songs that came out. And I used it kind of just to, for my own hobby to, to have something to write about. And I had Google AdWords and Amazon affiliates. And I kind of just did it every day, you know, just kind of as a hobby, but it generated a pretty good amount of ad revenue and affiliate revenue until I had a baby. And then I kind of had to narrow my focus a little bit, which was fine. But, uh, but it is different. You need typically Can you talk a little bit about that revenue. Cause I, I like, I like to burst people's bubbles sure. sometimes yeah, for fun. So and I think people go and they're like, Oh, bloggers, bloggers. Like what is the, the real revenue that a person can expect? What's the work they're putting in? And we described it already a little mm -hmm. bit. And what's the real revenue they can expect in, in what place to do that blogging as a business itself? So I would say mine at the, the country music blog was not, it would not have been full-time income. But at the peak, which would have been probably 2012, I would write one post a day. Well, I would actually write seven posts in one afternoon in about three hours on Sunday and then schedule them for the full week. So it was about two, three hours of work and I would generate, trying to think of the exact, it was 50,000 views a month. And I think that it was the equivalent of maybe 500 to $1,000 a month at the peak. And I thought that was a lot of traffic for right. just someone putting in two to three hours of work and then um, I stopped kind of paying attention to it. There were uh, changes with how Google shows in the music world. And this happens sometimes. So in the music world around 2010, 2011, if you searched for a song title, you would see blog posts or. Um, right now, all you see is YouTube. Like, now it's all and, YouTube, yeah, which, yeah. which is what people wanted or what people want. So it, it yeah. wasn't like a, it wasn't a big, like penalty or anything like that. It was just yeah. more relevant results. And so the traffic went down and I still make a little bit of money. But I think when, when someone has had the dream to start a blog, that would be kind of the model that they might be thinking of. But I was seeing it as 50,000 page views a month is a lot, but it's, it's only generating 500 to $1,000 a month. So I, was not getting rich or, or anything like that. Right. And it, you, it sounds like you didn't do any brand marketing, meaning that's just on the ad revenue, right? So yeah, was just, the structure yep. of it, you put Google display ads, you enable them to show up on your site. Yep. Um, people in the blogging world, the way they, they really start to make money. And this is the same for YouTubers. Like we've had like a couple of YouTubers on the show. Mm -hmm. um, so they say the, the click ads, like the Google ads, right? The pre-roll and even the mid-roll ads, they don't generate that much. It depends where right. they're coming from and all of that. The real money is in the brand um, sponsorships. 
yes. and things like that. But even that, like I happen to know a blogger who's also, she's got like a nice bunch of views and she's like getting sponsorships and it looks so mm -hmm. cool. You know, and on the DL she has me SD, like most of those are just sending me some free products. Like maybe they're paying right. like 50 bucks. <laughs> I mean, it, I wouldn't say you'd get rich. I used to think of it as all, actually when I started the blog, my, my first blog where I would, I would kind of just write about what I was learning at my job and things I was reading about. And I almost looked at it as, you know, I don't want to have any ads on it necessarily, but maybe this could lead to a better job where on a resume, here's something that I'm doing every day that not a lot of other people are going to do. So I'm not going to make ad revenue from it, but maybe it could lead to a new job opportunity where I make whatever better salary or something right. like that. Um, maybe a YouTube celebrity or blog celebrity can, can have brand relationships and, and things like that. But um, there's other ways to, to make money from blogging besides going that route. So what are the other ways that people can make money from blogging? So, so like the one I just said, if you, if right, you, if you're meeting people, um, actually when I got my job out of college, the person I, I had kind of been interested in blogging a little bit. I had kind of been in, interested in websites. So I, I was kind of blogging just a little bit. And the person who hired me said that of the resumes they got, mine stood out because of that kind of extra type of stuff. So if, if you look at the ROI of that, I had five years of salary from just being interested in blogging and having it being different. Um, I've seen people just that I followed their blogs where they've had relationships with manufacturers that have kind of branded products after the blogger, or they've created a brand together and now they can sell products on Amazon. Um, so those would just those would be two two different ways outside of the, the ad model. Totally, yeah, and and again, I think that's where the real money lies in, mm -hmm. in most of this. Very few people are making a living off of ad revenue. Right. Um, right. They're mostly doing it from brand relationships or or sales on the back end, um, things like that. Yep. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?